This is Austin, Danny, and Will. Powered through 88.1 The Berg Studios. On demand on 88.1 The Berg SoundCloud. Now, here's Austin Lane, Danny DeBach, and Will Ortner. Danny Austin and Will Show minus Austin. We're here in Ellensburg. Will Orkner is alongside me yes, for the sir. Danny Austin and Will Show. Will, it's been another crazy week here in Ellensburg. Tell me, how are you feeling on this day? Oh, well, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, we got a little snowmageddon action going on. Um, I know some of the stuff that happened on Wednesday scared some people. Some people had to take some mental health days, and I think that's kind of what's going on with. Uh, our hosts for the evening usually and uh, I hope that he's doing okay and I hope that anyone affected by it is doing okay and uh, I'm happy that you're here and I'm happy that we get to have a little show and I can't wait for Austin to join us next week. I can't wait for Austin to be back to host this show but let's get right into it and last weekend we had the Super Bowl yep. the Patriots and the Rams and this was the marquee matchup the last few years they've all been great games the Patriots and the Eagles the Patriots and the Falcons they've always been close games down to the wire and then we got this game. So here's it's close. Bi- yeah, I get that. <laughs> but here's my biggest question. Kay. What was the biggest letdown in this game? Actually, for me, there really wasn't a whole lot of letdowns. Um, I know there's a lot of people that want it high scoring, and I understand that. And I, too, thought it would have been a high scoring game, especially with those two high-powered offenses, really potent. They do a very good job. But it was more of a defensive battle. And – that's still okay, too. I am a big – I'm a football fan. I love football. I still play the game. I enjoy it. And that was two defensive coordinators showing to everyone what wins championships, and that's defenses. And in this game, the Patriots' defense just held off the L.A. Rams' defense one more time than the Rams were able to get done on their side. And obviously, you're a lineman, so you yep. understand the battles in the trenches and the importance behind those those battles that are really 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 wins the game for a certain team but to me looking from a fan perspective obviously as a tennis player I can't have as much credit as you have as a football player but oh you have plenty of credit bud from what I can see it's what Jared Goff and his ineffectiveness for the Rams offense as a whole is what really let his team down because he was not able to perform and he has been known to to choke every now and then his first playoff appearance he went one and done and then once he had the big stage, it seemed as if it was too big for him. Well, and so here's the thing where this can be misleading. The game is won in the trenches. And if you look at what happened with the Rams, they got absolutely demolished by that Patriots defensive front seven. They were getting in there and just mauling those O-linemen. I think they had something crazy like 12 hits on Goff. And yeah, it was I, insane. Would they have something? It was upwards of five sacks on the game, I believe. Yeah, somewhere around the were And they were getting to Goff all the time, and he was never comfortable. And then when you go into the fact that they had under 100 rushing yards as a team, not even with you know their two players, you have arguably the two best running backs Gurley. in the regular season in Gurley and then postseason C.J. Anderson for this year, and they didn't get the job done offensively. They weren't able to take pressure off Jared Goff. So while Jared Goff struggled, I completely agree with you in that and yes did it seem a little bit like the moment was too big for him yes but his 
teammates did not help him. His O-line did not give him enough time, and his run game didn't help him, you know, kind of bail him out. And that's the issue. Right. If you look at the entire NFL season as a whole, the number one offensive line far and away was the L.A. Rams. But come the Super Bowl, they were completely unexistent in that game because the Patriots' D-line, to your, to, to your point, they just dominated the flow of the game. And yes. to be fair, on the other end of the ball, what we thought was going to be the matchup to look out for, the Patriots' O-line against the Rams' D-line, it was a little bit of the Rams dominating, but when it came time to come in the clutch, Tom Brady and his his comeback-esque performance showed up yet again, and that won the Super Bowl for New England. Well, not to toot my own horn, but I did say last week that the winner of the game would be between if the Patriots' offensive line could hold off this Rams D-line, and that's what they did. I think Brady had four, like he got sacked four times, I believe is the number, and Aaron Donald only had a hit on him. He only had a hurry. He didn't even get a sack. That is a top five defensive pass rusher, and the Patriot offensive line stopped him by and large. They stopped him when no one else could. Yeah, Nadamakin Sue did a couple of things, and Brock did some things, and Ibukum did some things, and Fowler did some things. But for the most part, while Brady did seem scared of what that D-line was doing, and I do think that's why some of his throws were off, they weren't getting to him, and that allowed Brady to get the four-yard, five-yard dink and dunks to Edelman off that turned into be, you know, 10, 15-yard gains. Yeah, and also, who would you give credit to the most as a whole as far as the age-old, well, the age-old question, obviously, between Belichick and Brady, who deserves more of the credit to their success? And it, 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 can, it can change game by game, obviously. Some people would credit Brady more for the comeback against the Falcons, and then some cases you would give Belichick more credit in, this, in a different game. In this particular game, who do you think really deserves most of the credit? Is it Belichick for what he did with the defense or Brady with that late comeback drive? Well, to seal up the game at the end. At well, the very end. of course. Well, Belichick, he's known as a defensive coach. He started out as a defensive uh, coordinator before he got a head coaching job. And so, obviously, I'm going to give the credit to him. And I'm a big believer in the fact of coaches put players in positions to win games and then the players go and win it. So... I'm always going to give slightly more credit to the coach because he's the one who recognizes, hey, this player is really good in this matchup, so I'm going to put that matchup on him. Julian Edelman did a very good job against Marcus Peters, and it seemed to be, to me at least, that they put him in a matchup to be one-on-one against Peters and trusted him to go and win, and that's what he did, and that's why he got the MVP. Therefore, I feel it's Belichick, and I feel... The credit for the dynasty needs to go to Belichick. Is Ooh. is Brady the GOAT? Yes, 100%. I completely believe in that. I think he led the greatest dynasty to ever grace, you know, the gridiron to that, multiple yeah. championships. However, who's the one who drafted him? Who's the one who put him into that place? Who's the one who trusted him to do what needed to get done? Belichick. And, yeah, Belichick did that and it's an age-old question that will go years on end, but of course, the man that's really been on the field, as you said, it was the coach that set up the players for success. Now it boils down to the to the question of looking at Tom Brady, and we already know he's the best football player of all time. But there's always the there's going to be an age-old question: 
is he the the true goat or is it the old goat that still is the goat? And that's the debate whether is it Tom Brady or is it Michael Jordan? Well, so that's just comparing apples to oranges. And first off, if you know me, I don't even consider Michael the best basketball player. I don't consider him the GOAT. To me, the GOAT is LeBron. And I make my GOAT decisions based off who I'm able to see. And, you know, I'm 21, so I haven't seen a whole lot. But to me, the top five players that I've seen in basketball, it's LeBron, it's Kobe, and it's everyone else. And so, to me, LeBron is the best player and the GOAT. And I I can't compare football to basketball. And another thing that people have issues with is, well, I I say Brady's the GOAT and he's the greatest of all time. There's a lot of people who believe that you can't call that in football. Or they'll say, well, Jerry Rice did this or Bruce Matthews did this. Shout out to my Uncle Tim. He's a big fan of Bruce Matthews. So it really is based on what you're picking and what you're deciding. It's more of a feel. And so I, I don't really feel fair picking the best athlete, the GOAT of all GOATs. It's cool. They both have six rings. They both do their stuff. But, I, you know, I'm not going to really weigh in on that. Football's king to me, so then I guess technically I'd say Brady. Maybe but by default. Yeah, I, I don't know. It. What? And here's another thing that I have an issue with, and this is going to take us completely down the road onto a whole new topic. Oh, that's okay. But Brady, for 18 years has been amazing in the NFL. Without a doubt. Or not quite 18, sorry, 16. 2001-ish 2001 to 2019-ish. That's what, 18 years, I think? Oh, okay, I was right the first time. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. See, then, you know, you got multiple math, right? concussions, head injuries. Haven't taken a math class since uh, freshman year. So, <laughs> you <laughs> know, go, some stuff there. I figured it out. Don't worry. But he was able to do that over 18 years. No one's ever done that before. Ergo, I call him GOAT. You look at Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan won six titles, but he was really good for three. Yep. Then he took some time off. They right. came back, and he was really good for three. And then he took some time off. He wasn't good. Well, he was good, but he wasn't winning titles for 18 years. He wasn't going to nine straight championships. Yeah. He was just winning three. Awesome. Great. Awesome player. Top five, probably. I haven't, you know, I would say top five player. But to me, you need a little bit longer longevity. And yeah, these guys aren't perfect now, but they've been doing it for way longer than you ever could. And that's why, to me, I I can't go on the Jordan-Goat debate, even in basketball. What about... I, now, now we know where your stance is on the LeBron and Jordan debate. One hundred percent. What about why don't we compare LeBron with Brady today? Uh, again, it's apples to oranges. It's football, basketball. It's not the same. So when you look at, uh, sorry, basketball, one man can be the difference between you going to a championship or not. When you look at the New Orleans Pelicans. That team is not very good, but they might go to the playoffs because they have Anthony Davis. Right, yeah. When you look at football, there are a lot of really good players on a lot of really garbage teams. Oh, are they ever. I would argue that Calvin Johnson is a top five receiver 
ever to grace the gridiron. Debatable. I'm I'm just saying he's up there. Yes. yes. If he's not Great. top five, he's top ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. How many playoffs did that guy go to? One, two. Exactly. Calvin Johnson can't make the same difference that LeBron James can. And that's why rings aren't as big of a deal to me in football. You need rings for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like basketball. Like basketball, you have to have multiple rings, and you have to prove in for multiple years that you could do this. So I just don't feel comfortable. Like, yeah. LeBron's a better athlete, but technically uh, Brady's the GOAT because he wins more. So I don't know. It's a good question. It, it'll be debated in barbershops and bars for years to come, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be seniors, then we'll be having some... Dude, we'll be in AARP, and they'll still be talking about this. We'll be we'll be in our barber seats and our barbers. They'll be young, and then yeah, you we'll be able to talk about I the olden to. days. <laughs> and we'll be able to say, yeah, we got to see some of the greatest athletes of all time. We got to see Brady and... and how he won six Super Bowls and LeBron going to the NBA Finals year after year. Why don't we just settle on this? We're both seeing two athletes in the prime of their lives and some of some of the best athletes of all time. I would argue that this is the best sports time to be alive. When are you ever going to see someone do this again? It's never happened before. I would be shocked if it happens since. Like this is absolutely incredible. And I'm just glad that we got to witness it and got to be a part of it because we'll tell our kids how great these guys were and they'll go, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, this new guy is the hot new thing and whatever. But, Danny, like, we really got to see the two greatest players in two sports play at the same time and it'll never happen again. And they're going they're going to retire. Within 10 years, they will both be gone. They will not be around anymore. And so I think people need to really just appreciate what they have and what they have going on right now. Oh, without a doubt. And when their careers are over, we're going to miss seeing Tom Brady, whether you like him or not. We're going to love you're going to love either rooting against him or rooting for him. Either way, it's it's a it's a sports fans treat to watch these two great athletes in the same same case with LeBron and and the success that he's had with all the teams he's played for and that's without a shadow of a doubt. Flipping topics, we will shift over to another player who's also a talent. We'll look at Anthony Davis and what he's done for the New Orleans, the New Orleans Pelicans. And from one great athlete of LeBron to another great ba- basketball player in Anthony Davis, he's not too happy about being in New Orleans with the Pelicans because, well, he's not winning. and They're not doing anything for him. Essentially. What can... what? Well, it's name name another player on the Pelicans. Drew Holiday is he still on the team? I think that that would be my guess, but I don't know if that's factual or not. So, what do you do if you're Anthony Davis? Do you try and wait it out and hope hope more prospects come to New Orleans, or do you try maybe having your contract expire? Or because the trade deadline has already passed in the NBA, and Anthony Davis is still in New Orleans. And you got two years left on the contract. Do you try and opt out at the beginning of the season, or try and wait it out with the Pelicans? Maybe carry, try and carry your team into a long playoff run. What do you do no. if you're Anthony Davis here? If I'm Anthony Davis, I'm trying to find any way out. And it sounds like he wants to find his way to LA to play with LeBron because I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be an old LeBroni, 
and a cast of young crew that are going after this, trying to win the title, take down Golden State eventually. Not this year. It's just not in the cards. And if I'm Anthony Davis, I don't want to be there. You're in the West. You have to go through Golden State every year. That's not even counting the fact that you have to go against – if you don't play with LeBron, you have to go against LeBron. That's not counting the fact that if you don't get traded there, you still have to go through Houston. You have to go through Portland. You have to go through Utah. You have to go through Denver. Shoot. With the trades the Mavericks have been making, you're going to have to go through the Mavericks and the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are loaded with young talent. So you have to go through all of these good teams, and you're basically by yourself and maybe Drew Holiday. Like, that's it. So to me, I'd want out of there. And I want out of there fast because that's the only way you're going to win the title, and you'll never be considered an elite big man. Well, like elite with the, the greats until you win the title. No one really remembers... Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Uh, dunk contest with Jordan Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks. Dominique Wilkins. Boom. That's it. That's I it. I figured it that's out. It. No one really see. Point exactly. No one remembers <laughs> Dominique remember Wilkins because he didn't win. Exactly. He didn't win, and you need to win. And Anthony Davis knows he needs to win, so he's gonna go out and find a way to get onto a star team. May it be with LeBron? I think that's where he wants to go. But I think he's also willing to go out east, maybe play with Kyrie. Maybe go play on the 76ers with his old buddy Jimmy Butler. Maybe he wants to go to Houston and try and win one with James Harden. I don't know, but he's going to leave to greener pastures because New Orleans just isn't getting it done. And it reminds me, and it's, it's a mere example of Kevin Durant. Yes, 100%. Kevin Durant was with the Thunder, and they were, they were not winning championships in Golden State made it to two championships. They had two championship uh, runs already where they made it to the finals. And Kevin Durant saw this success and said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go, I'm going to go play for, for golden state and win a couple championships. And that's exactly what he did. A hundred percent. Well, and it's also, you looking at the fact of Russell Westbrook is a ball hog and he knew he couldn't go out and beat him. So he's going to join him. He's going to win his titles and now he's going to go, and probably be his own superstar. He's probably going to leave, let's be real. It's time for him to go. It's probably the last couple years of the great Golden State. Shoot, maybe Anthony Davis goes over there and fills in for that. Maybe that's <laughs> what he does because, you know, he needs to win. He's going to find a way to go out and win. He knows it's not in New Orleans, and he's going to leave. And that's a fear. Like, I'm a Blazer fan. I come from Portland, the Portland area, Vancouver. Woo, UW. I still rep Washington. But – um, when you look at it, people are scared that Damian Lillard's going to leave because they haven't done enough to build superstar talent around him. Yes, Nurk is good. Yes, CJ is good. And you still got swept in the first round by the team that we're just now saying isn't very good. New Orleans Pelicans, but with Anthony Davis. So he's going to leave, and it would not shock me if Damian Lillard left or insert superstar on crummy team now possibly an Andrew Wiggins he's a young kid he might leave Carl Anthony Towns might leave if the way basketball keeps trending we're gonna have super teams and we're gonna have really garbage teams it's gonna be the haves and have nots and I think Anthony Davis is just going with the trend and this trend will continue unless Adam Silver does something 
yeah, there has yeah, I can't I can't foresee a, a change in these super teams because there's these transcendent players, LeBron and Kevin Durant, who are able to fill in that fill in a big role for just one team, and he can and those players can can carry a team deep into the playoffs. Look at what Anthony Davis did. Wouldn't it be something to keep in mind though? Well, just playing the game of what if. What if, if all the places that Anthony Davis were to go to, if he were to go to Portland, how would that change the the Portland Trailblazers as a whole? Well, he's not coming to Portland. It's not on his wish list. And what Portland would have to give up to get Anthony Davis, you'd have no team. It might keep Dame down. It might. It wouldn't. If that's the thing, it probably wouldn't even keep Dame because you're not going to keep Anthony Davis. He'd be a rental, and. What you'd have to give up to get Anthony Davis, you're not winning a title. You're still probably losing in the first round. So, therefore, it's it's a non-starter for me. He's already said he doesn't want to stay there. So, he's got the places he wants to go, but New Orleans is being petty and won't trade him. So, I'll be interested to see what happens in the summer and because that's when I think he'll get traded. But... Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, uh, Portland is what we are. We're we're an average team. We're middle of the road. Can't do anything. Tend to be in the upper tier of. Uh, they just haven't reached the upper tier mark. middle road. Yeah, you can like, say that. We're really good at getting to the playoffs and then losing in the first or second round, or when we don't make the playoffs, we barely miss the playoffs, so we don't actually get a good draft pick in the lotto. Yeah, so it's somewhere in between, but you're never at the top, but then again, you're never at the very bottom. No, they either need to go out and make some very big splashes or they need to sell they need to sell house and hope that they can get some really good players in the draft and then make their own trend a la Golden State. Yeah, and speaking of Golden State, let's go into the Golden State Warriors and 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 how we were looking at early on during the season, we thought for a second, hey, these Warriors are not who they seem to be. And Not me. We fought about this. Remember, you and I fought about this? this on the old Main Stick we, show, we the did. old Sports Central. And so was, so yes. was Austin and I. We were on the side that the Warriors were done, and and you said That's that the right. Warriors, they were, they're still the same team that How's they are. How's the crow taste a little and, bit? Yeah, I have to eat a little bit of humble pie. A little there. humble Will pie. Goes. Yeah, Golden State is is looking sharp. They are first place in the Western Conference with a record of thirty eight and fifteen at the time of this recording. So, Will, is it are the Warriors a lock for another Western Conference championship, or do we have to give credence to these other Western Conference teams that are in the mix? No, I think they will go out and they will find a way to, if not get first, they will be second, and that's exactly where they want to be. You set yourself up to play bad teams early, and then you play good teams late. They're going to march to the finals. You can't have a roster with five all-stars. Plus, you got a sixth one on your bench in Andre Iguodala. And shoot, Sean Livingston, like, if that dude isn't, you know, a sixth man of the year candidate every year, he should be. He's basically, you know, what Jamal Crawford was in the early 2010s. Definitely. You you win. You can't not win with that type of talent. You're going to go out. You're going to win. If You're going to win the Western Conference. You're going to win a lot of games. And, shoot, last year proved, even if they don't win the Western Conference, who cares? They're going to win it in the playoffs. They're going to go out and be Western Conference champs. They're going to go play the East team, and they're going to railroad them. Because the East is 
garbage compared to what the teams are in the West, and they're going to railroad the West. They are the best team in the league. It's hands down, and that's why everyone's trying to get to L.A. with LeBron or to Philly with Jimmy Butler and Ben Simmons. Shoot, Kyrie Irving is on arguably the best team in the East when it comes to playoff time based off of coaching, talent, all that. And he doesn't even want to be there anymore. He wants to be down with uh, Le- LeBron again. He wants to go back to his daddy. Well, well, as much as I love the Bay Area, I'm, I love being behind my San Francisco 49ers and the Oakland Raiders when they had talent. Vegas Raiders now, bud. Be the Vegas Raiders very soon. I love my San Francisco Giants and the Oakland A's, and I support all my I support all the Bay Area teams. But it's hard to not look at the Western Conference and dude, say, you've look already out eaten for crow a little bit. Oh my goodness, Danny! You have Denver, who's red hot, and you have the Thunder, and wouldn't they love a chance to <sighs> to go after the Warriors with Kevin Durant after being the quote-unquote no. snake of what he did? And then you also got the Spurs and Greg Popovich and the Jazz. You have the Rockets who, who gave them a run for their money Danny, last year. No. Maybe even Portland. No, Danny. No. I think Golden State has a better chance, but... You Dude, can't overlook the competition. You're gonna though, have Will. to eat so much crow in the fall or spring. Ooh, in the CTE spring. in the spring. You're gonna have to eat so much crow. No, I don't come to this side. Come to the side where winners sit. Come on, buddy. We want you over here. Allow yourself to admit that Golden State is really, really good. They are good. They're gonna win. Is They're it gonna enough? Win I don't know. Thing. Yes, it is. If what they have isn't enough. Nothing ever will be. Come on, dude. It's the best talented. It's the most talented roster they've had, and they've already won three titles in the last four years. Just come to my side. It's okay. You can come to my side. Be my friend. It's good. Don't you like it when we agree? I give you a little punch on the shoulder. It. I love it. Stay on the side. I'm close. Come on. I... You've already eaten a crow. Don't eat more. I know. That's cannibalism. Are you a crow? No, but it's not okay. cannibalism if you okay. eat another. Okay. Uh, it's not looking that. Like, are you a bird? No, no. it's not cannibalism. Okay, Just come great. on. That's fair. Come but, eat, eat chicken with me. Eat bison. Eat ooh. eat burgers. Don't ooh. eat crow. Humble pie isn't good. I just need a. I just need to see a little bit more from the Warriors. <sighs> then I'll cross the line. I don't know how Austin will feel about that because I've I don't been know on what, his side for so long. I don't know what more they need to show you, though. They struggled a little bit early on, kind of. KD had a little hissy fit yeah. with uh, DeAndre. But then again, to your point, you said that it's the Warriors are starting to grow old. They're not that old. Yeah, they're, wi- they're wise enough to know what they need to do, but still young enough to do what needs to get done. All they do is shoot threes, bud. That's all they got to do. Revolutionize the game. Just sit back and shoot threes, man. You've been to the YMCA. You have a gym, right? Yeah, Where do you go? You, what you gym know, do you go to? I go I go to a little gym down in Puyallup. You go to a gym? gym. You yeah. go to the Cirque. I've seen you in the Cirque in the yep, weight room. Yep, I know what you, you do. Me, you see me. You've been in there. You've seen people play basketball. Yep. 
You've was seen there last the, night. You've even? seen the old dude who just goes out and shoots threes. Yep. That's what they do. You can play forever. Come on. I'm close. Come to my side. One that's, of that's us. Difficult. Google gobble. More to, one more to, of us. More to come. More to come. More, more to, to come. come next week. All right, fine. There'll be there'll be a second episode. Of I'll this. save a seat for you. I'll keep it warm. All right, keep, keep it, warm. it ready. Keep it ready. Keep it ready. For I you. might be I might be crossing the line. All right, let's shift from soon. let's shift let's shift from from the pros to college, and specifically in our in our area, the amateurs, the Washington Huskies have been killing it, especially in the Pac-12. They are undefeated in the Pac-12, and they are just absolutely destroying. The Pac-12 division. They are 10-0, undefeated on the season. They are 19-4 overall, and they've only lost oh, shoot, against they beat teams. Seattle Pacific. They've they've beaten <laughs> some great opponents, and they've and their losses have come to some quality teams in Auburn and in number one ranked Gonzaga at the time. Virginia Tech. That was a Virginia close game Tech. too. Yeah, close game against Gonzaga that went down to the wire. And then you also have a, a matchup that they lost against Virginia Tech, and they're ranked 13 at the time. They have just been winning, and they've been winning with flurries. So, my big question here, Will Ortner. Yes. And the big question Daniel is Debach. amid all that the Huskies have done, the su- surprising aspect is they aren't even ranked. Yeah, I'm not really surprised. What? None They're undefeated, ten and zero in the Pac-12, a Power Five conference in football. That's absolutely garbage. Explain this to me. I don't understand. They should be ranked. No, the Pac-12 is garbage, dude. There is no when the rest of the country, shoot, the world, looks at the Pac-12. You are viewed as the little brother because we play on the West Coast and there's East Coast bias. Most of the people go to bed before UW even tips off, so that's already against you. Now when you go out and you look at the Pac-12, no one's really good in the Pac-12. No one has a bunch of wins. Like, yeah, they're 19-4 and four is what I think you have up there. What's the next best team? What's the next best team rank? They're, they're not there. The Pac-12 is not good. You don't have superior talent. You don't have the freshmen that Duke is getting, that, shoot, Gonzaga is getting. Gonzaga would run rough shot right now through the Pac-12. Undefeated, I'm telling you. And the Pac-12 is supposed to be a power conference. Power 5 conference be better than that, and they're not. The Pac-12 is hot garbage. They don't invest enough money. This comes from the top down. They pay their commissioner, Larry whatever, way too dang much. And then they don't have money to go down and pay what they need to pay to the universities to go out and get good recruiters, to go out and get good kids. I mean, shoot, the last time you had a thought at getting a like a good freshman recruit, Michael Porter, and he left. He didn't want to be here anymore. His dad got a new job. He went somewhere else. Markel Fultz, you got him, and correct me if I'm wrong, he was injured the whole time. He didn't right. even yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The Pac-12 has no good freshman talent. You have a bunch of old guys. The most recognizable name that I know in the Pac-12, and I'm not a big college football fan. I get into it kind of around tournament time, right around now once the season's done. The most known guy that I know about in the Pac-12 is Peyton Pritchard, and that's because he played with a buddy of mine in AU. Like, that's it. He's not even like a top – he's probably not even a top 25 guard, let alone, you know, like top 10 – they don't have the guys. It's not very good. Pac-12, the Pac-12 as a whole in football 
and in basketball has not done what they were supposed to do. They have not recruited well, and this is an issue. And people need to look deep at their universities and say, it is malarkey that we can't get anyone past, you know, like the second round of the NCAA tournament. They're pro- they might, we might get three. We might get three teams this year for the NCAA tournament. That is garbage. You haven't had a team in the playoff since UW when they played Alabama. You've had two teams in the NCAA playoff when you co- when it comes to football. And I'm sorry that I've now come on a tangent, but this is a, something that hits me deep in my heart. They have not done what they need to do to win. There's a reason that the SEC is always in the playoffs, and there's a reason that the SEC is always in the March Madness tournament. There's a reason that Kentucky is always good. There's a reason that Kansas is always good. There's a reason that Duke is always good. Because they invest the time. They invest the money to have good facilities. They invest the money to get good coaches who can go out and recruit. And they invest the time to get players to make it feel like this is where they want to be. And that's not what the Pac-12 does. And that's why the Pac-12 is struggling to win right now. And it's absolutely garbage. And until they fix that, we will never be really a power five conference because to me right now we don't feel like a power five conference i feel like there's four power conferences and we're also there we're right there but we're not showing it even it's easy it it would be so easy why wouldn't you want to go play at sc you're on the beach there's babes everywhere you get to play in front of thousands of people every night you're in la hollywood's right there and they can't recruit anybody because they aren't doing their due diligence and it's, it even shows in tennis for crying out loud. That's right. Heck, even on the East Coast, East Coast tennis teams are doing better than they are than they are on the West Coast. And in California, tennis is literally nearly almost a religion considering the weather. And yet they still can't even find success. Yes. It's insane. Yes. I wouldn't rank UW either. To be completely honest with you, they don't have any star power. And yeah, when they've They've only lost three games to three highly ranked teams. For sure. You're right. But where where are the other strengths of the schedule? Who are the RPI top 25 teams that they're playing that they've beat? Who is it? To be fair, they did play Gonzaga toe-to-toe. They did, for sure, but but you still lost. lost. You still lost. Yes. Wins are all that matter to me personally, and I think that's all that matters largely largely to the committee. Will they probably get in with a 19-4 and record? Yeah. They're going to get in the tournament. They'll be in there, even if they don't win the conference title. But, like, dude, come on. The league is weak. And if you if you want to stop not being ranked at 19-4, and four, you'll go out and get stars. You'll go out and get players. UW used to do this with Lorenzo Romar. And, yeah, it didn't always work out well for them. Yes, Foltz got hurt, didn't pan out. Otto Porter Jr. did not pan out. But you still have to keep trying Go the John Calipari route. Go get the one and duns. Tell them, yes, come here for a year. You're going to be in Seattle. Great town. We're going to do this, that, and the other for you. If you want, if, when it comes to the second quarter, if you don't want to go to class, we'll find a way that it's set up that you're all in on, online classes so that, yes, you're NCA eligible while passing your classes. And then we'll get you to the position where you're ready to get drafted in the NBA. Totally sell them on that. I'm completely okay with having a bunch of one and duns because that's the way the game is shifted. Stop trying to get the four-year guys. They're not as good. And it it shows right here because they're 19-4 and four and they can't get ranked. And when they play a ranked opponent, they can't win. Yeah. 
four-year athletes. It's it's the same case with the jocks and nerds who tend to be more successful. Typically, the jocks because they are more used to being around people and they're You've more. Not seen Revenge of the Nerds. This not yet. Not yet. The nerds win. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, that's 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 fiction though. In real life, the jocks always win. I don't know, dude. Bill Gates kicking every uh, every well, jock's butt right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. make your point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You yeah, never inter- you never interrupt me, and I always interrupt you. Hey, that's okay. That's I'm okay. a jerk, and I'm no, you're not. I'm sorry. You Danny. are not. If anyone, I'm if anyone's really a sorry. jerk, I'm a jerk because no. I make such abrupt comments. No, and stances. You're not a jerk. You know what? Let's just kiss each other's butt and move on. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's stay in a local level, and local. In, I mean, okay. an extremely local level. With especially central basketball. Ooh, the cats. The Wildcats, the girls are, are doing well this season, while the guys, they have a little bit of work to do to make it to the They're GDAC young. tournament. They're young, and I think they'll be fine. Uh, it might not be this year, and that's not something that truly scares me as a fan because I know that Coach Renta and his coaching staff, they're going to build up these players. They're all real young. Yeah, it's a little bit of a down year, but it's a coaching change. It's the first coaching change that we've had in, like, shoot, like 30 years. It's been a while. Long, long time. They're going to be fine. It's just the beginning. That's all I think. Do you think there's any hope for the postseason aspirations for the Wildcats this year, considering they are 3-11 and and second to dead last in the GNAC? Do you think there's hope? Because we've shown <sighs> that we Probably can- not. They've shown that they can play toe-to-toe with some of the best teams. I know we had a 16-point lead at halftime to St. Martins. Do, do you think that knowing that we, we can play toe-to-toe with them, that's, that we might have some hope for the, for the guys? No, probably not. Um, at this point, it's too late in the season. You're down too much. You'd have to go on a crazy win streak, and you'd have to get a lot of help. This isn't going to be the year, but that's okay. It's all about learning you have a lot of young, talented stars. Malcolm Cola, Matt Poquette. You have these young guys that it's their first time really getting out there and getting playing, and they're just finding a way to build chemistry. Coach Renta's finding out how to coach in this league. He's finding out what certain teams do, what certain th- teams like to do, what kind of recruits they have, what they're going to do here and there. Let Coach Renta have three or four years. He's going to get us right. He's going to get us in the position that we need to be in. We have young stars. Let them develop. There's no reason to push a panic button. Yes, this year it's going to be a little disappointing. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. If you're a CW fan, I would mark it on the calendars. I don't want to say it's a hot take because I trust Coach Renta, and I would say that within three years we'll be in the tournament. I like that sound. I'm very positive, Danny. Yes, you are. You're a very positive guy. Very positive guy. Speaking of positive, the girls are doing... Real positive. Pretty, pretty, pretty not too... They're not that... Not not too shabby. shabby. Not too shabby. Tongue twisters again. (laughs) Yes. They always get me every time. Oh, yes. Randy Richardson, Fornley, and, and the head coach of the women's team has really... She has a nice group of 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 women there with with Alexis Pawn and Taylor Shaw who's who's she's come who, on she can last turn couple it, she can turn it on in she the blink might, of an eye. When she is on, I would darn right say she is the best shooter in the GNAC. 
oh, uh, 100%. When when she's Very Clay Thompson-esque. She's, there was, I don't know if, yeah, there was a, a Saturday, there was a Saturday game that we lost that was, there, there uh, was, it was against there Western was, Oregon. I worked that game. Yeah, Western Oregon where Taylor yep. Shaw scored 25 points. She scored more than NC State. NC State, who was ranked at the time, scored 24 in the entire game. Yeah. Taylor Shaw is, when she's on her game, she is insane. It's incredible. Yes, she is very much Clay Thompson. When she is on, she is the best shooter in the GNAC. You know, and she's streaky. That's true, 100%. But I like the fact that as we're getting towards the end of the season, she's finding her shot back. She had a little bit of a lull. I'm very happy that she's now found it. And then, of course, you have the always constant Sadie Mensing. She's going to get her points. She's going to make sure that she does everything in her power to do do what's best for the team. They need rebounds in one game. She's going to get rebounds. They need points in one game. She's going to get points. Assists. She just seems to do it all. She's very much a stat sheet stuffer. And then you look at Kaylee Flores and Cassidy Malcolm, and you just know like this is a solid group of girls that are going to find a way to lead this team, not only to the GNAC tournament, which I don't think we've been in since I've been here. It's been a while. Long time. Maybe we make a different tournament run, a farther down the road tournament run. You have one of the best teams in the GNAC here, and I don't think it's that far out of the realm of possibility that they do something great this year. Oh, and I agree 100%. This team seems to be different, and there's something special about this about this team. So this future is looking on the upside for both the guys Very and bright. the ladies here at, at Central Washington, here in our little town of Ellensburg, which has gotten quite a bit of snow recently. Yeah, snowmageddon. snowmageddon Lock your doors, indeed. Danny. Man, it's nice to walk outside and see all that snow. And Pick a snowman. Yeah, build a snowman. Living on the west side, there's, it's pretty rare to see snow. And now it's it's a daily occurrence. And yep. you walk out the door and you say, oh, there's snow again. We're back home. When you see snow, you start to party. Yes, yes. It's it's a grand old time. I've gotten used to the snow since I've been over here. Yeah, and it's become normal. And now it's the, win- the winter season's kicking into high gear. And apparently now the entire west side is belted with snow all over the place. And now they have more snow than us, which has come as quite a surprise. But now let's let's move into the final segment of our show that we are always going to do. Yes. And that is the three big questions. You ready for this, Will? I'm ready for your big questions. Here we go. Here's the first question. This is in regards to the Super Bowl. Which was the bigger disappointment, the halftime show or the game itself? To be honest, I wasn't really that disappointed with the game itself. I'm big into the chess match side of football. So to me, it was a great game, and I, I enjoyed it. Yes, it wasn't as high scoring, and it wasn't necessarily as exciting. But to me, I really enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the finer details of what this sport is. And so to me, the bigger disappointment is Maroon 5. I don't need to see Adam <laughs> or what's it? It's not Adam Lambert. No, no. Adam, Adam Levine. Levine. Thank That's you. Right. Thank you. you. Got it. You I got don't it. need to see Levine's nipples. <laughs> you had SpongeBob on there. Leave him on. Travis Scott, go get an auto-tuned mic. That was brutal. My was, kids are seeing Adam bummer. Levine shirtless. That's not what I would want if, if, if I was a parent. Yeah. I I mean, I don't I don't care. It's guy nipple. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Um, I just eh, it sucked. Well, then then again, as a sports fan and 
knowing the Super Bowls that we've seen recently of high-scoring games with great finishes, as much as I love the defensive chess match, I think it was the game because everyone was expecting – did you see the over and under for for this game? It was for the points, 57, yeah. right? 57 or yeah, somewhere you, around I that hope total. you bet the under. That's a lot of money right there, bud. That's a lot of cash, but if you're if you were expecting a high-scoring shootout, which personally I was, I was left disappointed because I didn't get to see the offensive shootout that I've seen in the past years. And Fair I enough. think it's because us as NFL fans have been spoiled with the fact of seeing high-scoring affairs for for Super Bowls year yeah. in and year out. One hundred percent. I mean, if that's how you feel, I understand. It's probably how I feel about tennis. I just, <laughs> I love it. Let's get on to. Let's get on to the second one. Let's hit the second question, bud. Okay, this is an interesting one. You ready for this, Will? I feel like it's geared towards me. Offensive lineman for Central, little tight end action, a blocker, and we all know that it's it's the the big guys up front that really hold the offense and make it run. But this is this is another big guy type of a question. Maybe outside it's probably outside of your realm, obviously. If you were thrown into a Japanese sumo wrestling match in just an hour, what is your game plan going into this? Oh, I'm staying low, keeping my leverage down there, and I'm just trying I'm gonna run through him. I'm I'm going hundred pounds of if I'm gonna, body fat. Yeah, well that's the thing. Like if I'm gonna go out I'm going to go out swinging. I'm not going to hang around, let him try and build up any steam on me. I'm going to try and use my superior athletic ability to beat him and maybe like I trick him into falling out of the ring or something. <laughs> but I'm I'm going after it. Like I'm going to win. Like I'm going to find a way to do something and yeah, I might I'm going to try and win. I might lose. Yeah, that the dude's got me by like a person. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm going after him. I'm going after him. I'm going low. I'm getting in, into his legs. You'll get his legs, then he'll fall right on top of you. Then you'll come out, and then you'll put him in a in a trap. And then you got him. It's, yeah. it's easy. Use my brains. You you got the head, and he's got the size, and he's got the size and a half. Yeah, no kidding. If I was thrown in, well, I'll just fight for survival. Use your speed. Use your speed. And use trip my him. speed and trip him. Just stay away from his mouth because he could probably use his big mouth and try and eat you. Yeah, eat me up. Yeah, it might happen. Player. <laughs> I think you'd be fine. You'd figure it out. I'd have faith in you. It's all it's all in the head. We both got we've we both got the head knowledge. Us, us exactly. football players and tennis players like we got the head to keep ourselves in it. Exactly. And lastly, Austin Lane has made this has made this point and he's always he's always vouched for esports to be a sport. So No. We we all know Will, that you have said time and time again that esports is is not a sport, it's not. and it's it's hilarious to to, to to hear about the argument behind it. So, can we save this one? Can, can we, we save, save it? Can we save it till he gets back? Save it for Austin. Yeah, let's save it till he gets back. We could do a whole show of him and I yelling at each other about how esports are not a sport. That could be. That let's could just, be. Let's put that one. That on the could back be the burner. one big question. I'm down. Let's do it next week. I'd, yeah, I love your script. You write a great script, bud. I just do what I, I just, can. I know I, we're I, getting I, around the 45, and yeah, yeah. You know, we close. we got some rules, and Austin and I can go toe to toe on that one for a while. Yeah. So, are you okay if we well, save let's it? Save it for next week. Awesome. So I appreciate for that. for the next big question, we're going to throw in another one into the mix, and 
That question is coming right off the right off the presses. Right off the dome. Is, which is yeah, my head. What is the best hairstyle for an athlete? And we all know your hairstyle is <laughs> unique long, and it's yeah. something to behold and it's it's something that all of us here admire and idolize. So tell me, what is the most ideal hairstyle for an athlete? Uh, well, I'm a big fan of the. I'm actually a big fan of the dreads. I like the long hair dread. I can't pull it off. It's not something I can do. So I went with the next best thing, and I went with the long hair. But there's nothing more iconic than some Richard Sherman long hair dread. I don't know. What do you think? What 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 catches my attention with the dreads is that you still have that speed component. If you have long hair, that can weigh you down. And yeah. personally, as a tennis player, during my career. I've considered the the utmost importance to have nearly a bald head because that's a lighter weight for me to carry around the court. Fair enough. So it, it depends on the sport, obviously. If you're playing esports, you can if you not a sport, not a sport, you can have as long as hair as you want. But when you're in and a, as big of as get in, too. In, in an athletic sport, hair is is can play a factor. You see in football, you you can see people with long hair being grabbed by the hair for a tackle. Some of these backs would with their long hair. Tim Hightower for some and other running backs, you keep them in mind with their long hair. They get grabbed by the hair. That that's holding them back. So that's why I believe short hair is the route to go. Maybe a, a buzz cut or an army cut. That's what you're looking for if you're an athlete because you have less weight to carry. Agree you to my disagree. Point, Will? Agree to disagree. There we are again, Danny DeVock and Will Orton. We'll agree on something next show. I have faith. Well, yeah, we will. May- who knows? Maybe I'll agree on all your points, Golden State. Maybe I'll agree sports. with all your points. We'll find out. Who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. We'll get there one day. There will be a day. I promise. One day. All right. Let's wrap this up. That's right. I'm, well, It's nap time. It's nap time for Will, and for me, it's time to gear up for tennis season and focus on... The upcoming matches I have, we got awesome. one against Wazoo coming up, so I gotta pull it's up. To I gotta do my homework and get ready to look up the details about Wazoo, the tennis court, and my opponents. Oh, I probably shouldn't be saying this. Hope nobody Pullman's listening to this, but probably aren't. But yeah, maybe, but maybe one day we'll be big. Yeah, we'll make it. We'll make one day it. we'll get there. One day, me, you, Austin, us three, we're gonna we're gonna make it big time. Uh, I hope so. It's coming. It's coming. And and remember, he's going to be an eSport champion. I'm going to be winning Wimbledon. And then you'll be regarded as a pro football Hall of Fame lineman who's won seven Super Bowls. That's more than Tom Brady. Oh, well, we got a long way to go before we get there, though. I'll just be happy if I make it and get to play this next season and the oh, season yeah, after that. Yeah, you will. I take it one day at a time, one game at a time, one season at a time. That's Danny. right. That's right. And same so. case here. One point at a time. Exactly. At a time, one match at a time. We both got it right. And I know Austin has it one thumb move at a time on the controller at a time. And we, we're all taking it one step at a time. Speaking of one steps, we got to make those steps to get there. That will be the end of the Danny, Austin, and Will show next week. Your favorite host, Austin Lane, will be back. It will be back. this show. And we'll be, we're excited to have him back. But... For Will Ortner and the rest of our great team here at ADA Won the Berg, I'm Danny DeVox saying so long from Ellensburg, Washington on another show of Danny, Austin, and Will. Love you, Mom. Bye.